long history after Magellan, part 4, Saavedra, to the rescue. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of 10 episodes in long histories after Magellan, the first document we are looking at in our series called Forgotten Voyages. Don't forget to subscribe to listen to the other 6 episodes in this series, and if you want to start from the beginning, look back for episode 1. This voyage was the first Spanish expedition to attempt to reach the Spice Islands after Magellan's famous journey. It was initially headed by Commander García Jofre de Loaiza, although he died in the Pacific in an earlier episode. This account was written by Captain Andrés de Urdaneta, a friar and explorer who took part in the expedition. The journey began on the 24th of July 1525. They reached the Spice Islands around a year later, but Urdaneta's account continues to include his decade on the Spice Islands before his return to Europe in 1536. The original document has been exclusively translated for long history. As this episode begins, the Castilians have reached the Spice Islands, only to find that the Portuguese got there first. The latter group have, in their own eyes, taken control of the area. In the previous episode, they threatened the Spanish many times before attacking them on Tidore, one of the Spice Islands, which led to the sinking of the Spanish ship. The conflict is not over, however. The Portuguese are based in a fortress on the other of the main Spice Islands, Ternate. The Castilians, in the meantime, are based in Tidore. They have reached agreement with the king there and the king of Kilolo on the larger island of Patachina. The Castilians have lost their ship and so are attempting to build another one so they can return home. Right from the beginning of this episode we see that the Portuguese are not happy with the Spanish presence in the islands. They will not rest, it appears, until they go. Hope appears, however, with the arrival of a Spanish ship from New Spain, headed by Don Álvaro de Saavedra. So here we go with episode 4 of After Magellan, Saavedra to the rescue. In the month of May, two Portuguese boats came, in which came Don Jorge de Menezes, the captain of the fortress, and when he arrived he began to dictate his terms first of all, and then we dictated our terms, saying that the islands of Maluco and Banda, and other islands thereabouts, were in the jurisdiction of your majesty, and that was that. Thus, we required them to leave those islands and to leave this land free for us. But nothing was agreed, because they said that they were under the jurisdiction of the King of Portugal. And when this said Don Jorge de Menezes saw how rooted we were in that land, and our good relations with the local people, he asked the kings of Tidore and Gilolo to kill us, treacherously, promising them great gifts. But they did not want to undertake or do such a thing, letting us know what the Portuguese had been sent to tell them. And, seeing that they would not do what was wanted by this route either, the said Don Jorge de Menezes decided to kill us with poison, ordering it to be put in the water well that we used. This was revealed by a Portuguese cleric who wrote to our captain saying that the first time the Portuguese had been there, they agreed to put venom in the water well that we drank from. So, as a precaution, we closed the well and no harm was done. At this time, the said captain Martin Iniguez sent me to Gilolo to take charge of the men who were there and to hurry along the building of the boat we were making. And while I was there, some Portuguese came to the island of Tidore in the guise of wanting to make peace and they gave poison to the said Captain Iniguez in a cup of wine, which went on to kill him. Hernando de la Torre was promoted after a vote, who was lieutenant during the time of the said Martin Iniguez de Carquisano. Before the said captain died, Diego de Solier left the facility, and Diego de Salinas was put in his place. At the same time that we were in Rao, it became well known that Francisco de Soto wanted to rise up against the said Martin Iniguez, for which reason he was deprived of the role of general accountant, with Hernando de Bustamante being put in his place, and I became the accountant of the ship. 
At the time when Martín Iñiguez de Carquisano died, a gentleman from certain towns on the island of Machian, one of the Clove Islands, came to us. He was called Quichilumar. We took part in great wars because we supported him. The Portuguese continued burning all his villages and killed many Indians. They also killed a Castilian and arrested another one of six Castilians who were there with the said Quichilumar on the orders of the said Hernando de la Torre and the said Quichilumar fled to the island where we stayed. In the month of July thereabouts, a fugitive Portuguese came. He was a conspirator. After spending certain days with us, he put certain gunpowder grenades in the boat that we were making one night, before fleeing to the Portuguese. These said grenades set alight, and upon hearing the sound that they made when they exploded, people came and put out the fire before it could do much harm. As a result, the boards on the side of the ship were greatly damaged, for which reason it could not be put to sea because it was no longer watertight. And so all that work that had been done was lost, because we were new in those lands and had no knowledge of the wood. Almost at the same time, some Parau boats were coming from Tidore loaded with supplies and with five or six Castilians. They came across some enemy Parau boats who took two of our boats and killed two of the Castilians. In the month of December of the same year, we took the Finnish boat to Tidore, containing 16 benches. Alonso de Rios was made captain of her, and they made me treasurer of the sea. In the month of March, some 20 of us Castilians were with the King of Gilolo in an enemy location in Batachina. While we were there, we saw a ship coming on the sea, and we sent two Castilians in two of the King of Gilolo's Parau boats to see whose ship it was. It came from New Spain, sent by Hernando Cortés, under the orders of Your Majesty, to find out what had happened to us. The captain of the said ship was one Don Álvaro de Saavedra. When our people became aware of this, they entered the ship and the Parau boats returned with the news, which delighted us. We then sent word to Tidore, so that our captain could know and send some help if necessary. On the following day in the morning, as the ship was calmly continuing on, a Portuguese fuster boat came and had words with the ship. Finding out they were Castilians, they tried to trick them, but Saavedra knew about the two men inside, and he continued asking and requesting them to tell him on which of the islands the Castilians were. The Portuguese replied that there were no Castilians in Maluco, although it was true that a large ship had been there, and when they arrived at the islands, it was in such a state that it was no longer seaworthy, and so the Portuguese had helped and favoured them so they could make a ship, and this is what they did, and they gave them help with maintenance and many other things to support their needs. They asked them to go with them to their fortress, that there they would be shown all honour and courtesy. Saavedra asked them why they were saying such things, because he already knew that there were Castilians in Maluco. Many other words were exchanged. When the Portuguese saw that the attempted deception had not worked, they began to fire at them with cannons, and the ship returned their fire. As the wind had begun to freshen up a little, the ship entered Gilolo and anchored there. That same night, a Portuguese patel came with some Moorish parau boats. Together with the Fusta boat, when dawn came, they began to shoot at the ship and those on the ship defended her as well as they could. As they were doing this, our fuster boat appeared with some paraos from Tidore. It had come in search of the ship when Hernando de la Torre had heard the news. They sent a very well-armed fuster. When the Portuguese saw our fuster boat, they split away from the ship and returned to their fortress. When our fleet arrived where the ship was, the anchors were raised and we went to Tidore. From that point, the war began to heat up a great deal. One Monday on the 4th of May of the said year, 1528, a Portuguese galley came with 14 Moorish paraos. 
and, as the attack does, 36 of our men boarded our fuster with Alonso de Rios, her captain, and we went along the island towards where they were coming, thinking that it was just a few parao boats attending some sort of attack. When they reached us, we saw that a Portuguese galley was also coming, which would have been finished a few days ago. After a consultation, we were all agreed that we were already so near to them that, if we returned fleeing, the Indians would see this as cowardice which would reflect very badly on us. And so, entrusting ourselves to God and to the Lord Santiago, we approached them. Their lombards gave them a great advantage, due to the great deal of artillery that they carried in their galley. We continued fighting them for three long hours, until it ended, with us winning the galley, although at great cost. They killed four of our men and wounded most of us. We killed eight of their men, the rest of them being very badly injured. Thus we took the galley to the town of Tidore, with all its people, where all the prisoners were treated well. Saavedra's ship, being rigged with all that was needed, had left Tidore for New Spain on June of the said year 1525, with Macias del Pollo acting as pilot. Some fugitive Portuguese who had come to us went with them, named Simón de Brito, Hidalgo, and the other, Bernardín Cordero. Amongst the prisoners that we took was the patron of the galley that we took, and other men of other quality who were sent on the ship so that your majesty could be informed by them what happened there. And heading out on their journey, they were anchored with contrary wind on some islands of black men that they called Papuas, being around 200 leagues to the east of Maluco. The said Simon de Brito and Fernán Romero, patron of the galley, along with other Portuguese men, took over the rowboat in order to return to Maluco, leaving the ship without a rowboat. They travelled for a long time lost because of the great currents, stopping them from reaching Maluco. They found themselves on some islands where they left the rowboat, and some of the Portuguese remained, except Simon de Brito and the patron, who took a canoe with a slave boy of theirs to come to Maluco. They reached Patachina on the eastern side, some fifty leagues from where we were, and one day news came to us that in Patachina, in a place called Guayamelin, some Portuguese were lost. Our said captain sent me onto the mainland with two other companions and ten Moorish parao boats, in order to see what had happened, and if they were Portuguese, to take them into custody. And so, in the said place of Guayamelin, I found out that they were the said Simon de Brito and Fernán Romero, Portuguese men, who had fled from the said caravel of the said Saavedra. Then I arrested them, and took them in custody to Tidore, where I found Saavedra, who had returned because he had come across contrary winds, and also had no rowboat, although he had wanted to wait for good weather and take on water and wood on any available land. And to this purpose the said caravel returned, from more than 600 leagues away, some six months after it had left Tidore. So the Portuguese did not flee, for any other reason except that it seemed to them that without a rowboat, the ship would not be able to continue forward. This is an episode of more Portuguese plots. The Portuguese attempt to poison a well used by the Spanish, this plot is foiled, but then a captain is successfully poisoned. The Portuguese will not give up in their attempts to sabotage Castilian life on the islands. They set fire to the new ship that is being built. When Saavedra arrives with his ship, therefore, this rescue appears not a moment too soon. The arrival of the ship from New Spain leads to another Portuguese attack, but Saavedra's ship wins the day, capturing some Portuguese. When Saavedra's ship sets off to New Spain to get help for the Spanish men in their fight against the Portuguese on Maluco, some Portuguese men steal the ship's rowboat, forcing the Spanish to return to Tidore and foiling these attempts to get help. Two of the plotters, however, Simon de Brito and Fernán Romero, have been captured. 
Their fate will be decided in the next episode. Thank you everyone for listening. That's the end of another episode of Long History. Please remember to like, share and subscribe. Thank you for listening and goodbye.